الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاه والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لينا لله نحومها ولا دماؤها ولكن يناله التقوى منكم صدق الله العظيم most respected mothers and sisters students of deen we are currently in these very mubarak days of the first 10 days of zulhijjah so this being a very auspicious occasion we will today discuss some things that are related to the virtues of these mubarak days and the very important occasion of Eid al-Adha that is a few days away from us all these virtues have been heard repeatedly over the years and perhaps in these days we have already heard it again but nevertheless a reminder is beneficial for the mu'min it's beneficial for the one who speaks it's beneficial for the one who listens allah taala give us the tawfiq of speaking of listening with ikhlas and with true talab the benefit is to the extent of the talab how much of yearning how much of talab and seeking the person has what degree of uh, need the person feels that he has for that which is being imparted to that extent that will be beneficial if a person hears something for the 50th time or the 100th time but the person feels in his heart i need this and listens for the pleasure of allah taala with that talab with that need then even the 100th time will be beneficial and a person listens for the first time to something feels this i don't think i need this this is not applicable to me i don't need to pay attention to it so automatically that will be the end result that the person will gain nothing out of it so to the extent of our niyat and to the extent of our talab allah taala will make it beneficial for us so as far as the first 10 days of zulhijjah are concerned we have heard many times that this is a very very auspicious time the greatness of these days the indication towards it is in the quran sharif in the ayat of the quran sharif allah taala takes a qasam wal fajr wa layalin ashr allah taala takes a qasam on the 10 nights so the 10 nights according to sayyidina abdullah ibn abbas radiyallahu ta'ala an and some others it refers to the 10 nights of zulhijjah the first 10 nights of zulhijjah so this is itself already a very very great virtue that the indication to these 10 nights is found in the quran sharif then in the hadith sharif rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam is reported to have said that there are no days in the islamic calendar where any action done is more virtuous than the actions done in these 10 days these 10 days are the best days 
of the year according to one hadith sharif and the actions done in this time is more virtuous than the actions done in any other time of the year this is the crux of several hadith of Rasulullah so when this is the case it would be a very great loss and a great tragedy if these Mubarak days are just passed without having engaged ourselves in a'mal increased some a'mal if that was not the way we are conducting ourselves that we are exerting ourselves to do little more then indeed we are truly depriving ourselves we need to pay full attention to this that we give due regard to the importance of these Mubarak days we do not just let it pass by we do not let it just uh, like any other day this day came and went otherwise it shows a degree of indifference that such a great occasion such great auspicious days came and there was no care to do anything more no care to give it its due regard it shows a degree of indifference and indifference to these great na'mats of Allah Ta'ala is very dangerous so we should try and do something more something more what is the something more that we should do so in the hadith sharif it is reported that these nine days the first ten days of Zul Hijjah out of that to fast on the tenth of Zul Hijjah is not permissible because that is the day of Eid so the first nine days the first nine days are so virtuous that the fast of each of these nine days is equivalent to the fast of one year now each of these nine days one fast equivalent to the fast of one year so subhanallah what a tremendous bounty what a tremendous blessing so we may not be able to perhaps fast every day somebody it's nafil it's not farz or wajib but the rewards are tremendous and as a result a person should try try to do whatever he managed manages to do how much he can do somebody can fast for five of the days of the nine days very good somebody can fast for three but at least one or two fasts we should try and keep now we are showing some uh, care we are showing some appreciation for this Mubarak time for these great days that a person is trying to do something extra then comes the ninth of Zul Hijjah which is the day of Arafah and that has its own special virtue that the ninth of Zul Hijjah the person who fasts on that day that person's that fast becomes a compensation for the sins the minor sins of the past and the forthcoming year so obviously this is a very great virtue very great benefit so we should therefore try to keep this fast inshallah and uh, on that day madrasa will be closed so it's easy there is no difficulty the days are short it's winter so it's quite easy so we should try it's not compulsory if somebody does not keep it it's not uh, something to regard as the person did something wrong and look down upon anybody no but we encourage one another and we should try we should try we try for many things of dunya 
why not try for something that will give us so much of reward for the akhirat? So we should have that zeal, we should have that enthusiasm to try. So inshallah we should try and make the intention from now to make some effort and fast at least on the 9th of Zul Hijjah. Then as far as the nights are concerned, according to one hadith sharif, each night is equivalent to Laylatul Qadr in its reward and virtue. So this too is a very great virtue, very great blessing. And then in the days of these first 10 days of Zul Hijjah, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has encouraged us to frequently recite Subhanallah, Alhamdulillah, La ilaha illallah, Allahu Akbar. Now this is more or less the third kalima, Subhanallah, Alhamdulillah, La ilaha illallah, Allahu Akbar. Now every now and again, even if throughout the day, altogether we manage to recite it, maybe 20 times, 25 times, 30 times, but something at least something with that care, with that concern, that these are very Mubarak days, and Rasulullah wasallam has himself encouraged us to frequently recite this tasbih. Now, Nabi wasallam says, frequently recite, and then we don't even recite. He is telling us, frequently recite, and we don't pay any attention to it. How can we then face him on the day of Qiyamah and want his shafa'at and intercession when he is saying that do this frequently, we don't pay any attention. At least something, if it doesn't even amount to what is really frequent, but at least it was not completely neglected. At least it was not completely abandoned and disregarded. So, we should remind one another, we should have some reminders for ourselves. Every now and again, a few times, three times, five times, we decide this tasbihat. Then again after half an hour, 20 minutes later, 15-20 minutes later, again we recite a few times, three times, five times. Throughout the day we continue in this manner. Those who are busy with their chores, busy with some other work, which they can be easily reciting at that time, this is the ideal occasion to continue with the tasbihat. Because at that time we are occupied with our hands, we are occupied with some uh, work which doesn't require us to be uh, reading something and paying attention to what we are reading in terms of reading some writing uh, we can easily now keep our attention towards this as bihat and continue with our work at the same time how much we will gain and we are showing this great regard and appreciation for what Rasulullah has encouraged that do this excessively so this is as far as the nine days, ten days of Zul Hijjah are concerned, that we try to do the maximum in terms of ibadat. We increase our tilawat, increase our tasbihat, our dhikr, our dua. We try to perform nawafil. Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq, we wake up for tahajjud, or at least perform few rakats before going to bed. And during the course of the day, ishraq, chash, salatul duha, awabin, after maghrib salah, we try to do as much as we can, whatever amount we can manage, but there should be some something different about these days. Not that they are just just one of those things. No, no, we should show that appreciation, show that rega- due regard for it, show that we are giving importance to something which Rasulullah wasallam gave importance to. We are giving importance to something Allah Ta'ala has 
given us the virtues of. So this is a very great time for us to make the maximum and to take these virtues and rewards. Then the night of Eid. The night of Eid is the night before the day of Eid. So the Eve, the Eve of Eid. So after Maghrib, the day of Eid commences. But obviously Qurbani is only permissible in the day. But the night before the day of Eid, that is a very, very virtuous night. In the Hadith Sharif, Rasulullah wasallam has stated that Man ahya laylatayil Eidain Lam yamut qalbuhu yawma tamutul qulub In the riwayat of Ibn Majah Sharif that the person who keeps the nights of Eid alive the two nights of Eid alive Eid al-Fitr and Eid al-Adha So the person who keeps it alive his heart will not die on the day when hearts will die Now the night of Eid, especially Eid al-Adha, generally there's a lot of excitement, people are preparing for their qurbani, even Eid al-Fitr for that matter. And this is Allah Ta'ala's gift, Allah Ta'ala's fazal and karam, His ihsan on us. Allah Ta'ala created such mubarak days for us, Allah Ta'ala blessed us with these mubarak days. And then this is from the side of Allah Ta'ala that when the day of Eid comes, the night of Eid comes, automatically the whole atmosphere gets changed. It's one of happiness, one of excitement. This is generally the situation. That even a person who is not uh, feeling very well, somebody is feeling a little down, somebody has some other problem, automatically comes the day of Eid, they also feel some difference. They feel some lightening of their situation. They'll be grieved over whatever their problem is, etc. But they feel something, some difference. This is with the fazal of Allah alone. That Allah Ta'ala has made this possible. That Allah Ta'ala has created this happiness. Allah Ta'ala blesses us with this happiness. So it is a happy time, it's a happy occasion. But the most important thing on these happy occasions is to keep and make Allah Ta'ala happy by fulfilling his commands, by following the way of Rasulullah wasallam, not crossing the line of deen anyway. So coming back first to the discussion about the night of Eid. So in this Hadith Sharif, Rasulullah wasallam says that the one who keeps the nights of Eid alive. Now often in that excitement of Eid and especially Eid al-Adha, the excitement of now preparing for Qurbani and this Subhanallah, such a great ibadat which we will discuss just now. So, the preparation also is an ibadat because the preparation for an ibadat is an ibadat provided the niyat is right. But this excitement must not become distracting. We must keep things within its limits. Now, the person became so excited about things that they forgot about deen itself. Somebody missed their Isha Jamaat, for example, missed their Isha Salah, or got delayed, very late, and now is being haphazardly performed. Why? Because they were so busy with Eid preparations and Qurbani preparations. That is, as they say, losing the plot. Qurbani, Eid al-Adha, etc. comes with a very deep message for us to totally submit ourselves to Allah Ta'ala. Now in the excitement of Qurbani, we forgetting Allah Ta'ala, what did tragedy that is. So we, grow, we have to 
turn to Allah Ta'ala in all sincerity and keeping the nights of Eid alive, it means that a person engages in ibadat in this night. So at least some portion of the night, we should make this firm intention, some portion of the night must be dedicated for ibadat. So from now, we should actually, before we finish off with the session, meaning before we leave, should jot down some intentions. What intentions I have for these 10 days, whatever is left of it, few days are left. And what intentions I have for the night of Eid, the night of Eid which is such an auspicious night, and the person who keeps this night alive, Allah Ta'ala will keep his heart alive on the day when hearts will die. One meaning of this is the day of Qiyamah, that people will be in such awe and such fear, and as a result they will be in such a turmoil because of the difficulties of the day of Qiyamah. But there will be some people who will be very calm, very peaceful. Now, among those are the people who they kept the nights of Eid alive. So Allah Ta'ala will give them that peace on the day of Qiyamah as well. But this doesn't mean that a person doesn't obey Allah Ta'ala's commands, doesn't fulfill the commands of Allah Ta'ala and commit sin and then just do some amal that will get everything sorted out. No. Together with all the amal, this is the special virtue of this occasion. The other meaning of this is that at the time of fitna, fitna is a time that captures hearts and hearts get completely bewildered and in turmoil and hearts are sometimes upside down in fitna, the person who undertakes to make some ibadat in the night of Eid, Allah Ta'ala will keep his heart alive in the time of fitna. One meaning of this is, inshallah his heart will not get affected by the fitna. He will not get misled. He will not get uh, affected by the fitna by getting dragged into some haram, some evils, getting dragged into wrong, getting dragged into things that are harmful for his deen and dunya and he will be at peace inshallah so now to target something at least on the night of Eid I'm going to make minimum so much tilawat so many times I'm going to recite this takbir and this tasbih subhanallah alhamdulillah la ilaha illallah allahu akbar so these are targets to make that I'm going to make so many times at least this now when we have some target in front of us then inshallah there will be something done. When there's no target, no, no, inshallah I'll do something. Then I'll do something, then okay, now I'm going to do it later. Then I'm going to do it in the last part of the night and the whole night is gone and nothing gets done. So some target. And that must start off early in the evening. Something a little immediately after Maghrib, then some after Isha, then some later before going to bed, and then something maybe waking up in the early part of the morning. So inshallah something. So target some tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif for the night of Eid. Now we think about tilawat in the night of Eid. Night of Eid, who sits and makes tilawat that time? That's a time to now be very, very merry. And no, no, this is tilawat is ibadat. And a very great ibadat. This is the kalam of Allah Ta'ala. So some recitation of Qur'an Sharif on the night of Eid. And some nawafil, some dedicated time for dua. And how much do we not need to beg Allah Ta'ala now, especially in the halat that we are in for ourselves, for our families, for the entire ummah of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So some dedicated time for dua and crying to Allah Ta'ala for the good of the whole ummah. 
So this is the very important thing to do, to target, set some targets for ourselves. Then, the day of Eid comes. So the night of Eid, some ibadat, inshallah. We set some kind of timetable, some targets for ourselves. Inshallah, this will help us to spend some time at least in ibadat on the night of Eid. Then comes the day of Eid. It's a day of Eid and the day of Qurbani. On the day of Qurbani, the most beloved action to Allah Ta'ala on the day of Qurbani is the slaughtering of the animals of Qurbani. This year, because of whatever the halat are, whatever the conditions are, many people have opted to do the Qurbani by sending the money to somebody, etc. That is in order, but as far as possible, we should do our Qurbani ourselves. So maybe somebody was previously doing it in some farm, wherever. But we do it in our backyard if we can. If we have a backyard, we have some space somewhere. If we can't do all the ten kurbanis that were meant to be done, we do one in the yard at least. But something should be done. There should be some spirit of kurbani alive. There should be some atmosphere of kurbani. And the atmosphere of Qurbani is in slaughtering the animals of Qurbani. That is the most beloved action to Allah Ta'ala on the day of Qurbani. So at least one animal is slaughtered in our backyards, in our home somewhere. Obviously, uh, in the correct manner. So, this is the very important amal of the day of Eid. But in fulfilling this Qurbani, the message and the lesson of Qurbani must be taken. This is the reminder of Sayyidina Ibrahim and the sacrifice that he made and the extent to which he was ready to do whatever Allah Ta'ala had commanded to be completely obedient to Allah Ta'ala's commands to the point that even if it meant slaughtering his own son, he was ready for it. Allah Ta'ala did not allow that to happen but he went out to do it because that was a command at that time that he was given. So this is that level of sacrifice and the submission to Allah Ta'ala that we have to learn. And this lesson that we have to take. That we submit ourselves entirely to Allah Ta'ala in every aspect of life. Ibrahim was ready to put the knife on the throat of his son. Any father has that love for his child. And what a child, Ismail of all people and the heart of a Nabi of Allah Ta'ala, Ibrahim والسلام, what muhabbat they will be for the makhluk of Allah Ta'ala. Then this was his child. So that was a natural love. But because of the order of Allah Ta'ala, he was ready to put the knife on that child. Now, this is a lesson for us, that this was Ibrahim والسلام's test. We are also tested all the time. The temptations of nafs, of shaitan, of various things come in front of us from time to time and we are tested of how we react. Are we ready to put the knife? Are we ready to put the knife on, for example, on ghibat? Ready to put the knife on any illicit chatting and contact, any haram contact with any non-mahram? Are we ready to put the knife on the westernized clothing and dressing, on the jeans and on the t-shirt culture, on all kinds of western fashion, 
and western kind of clothing, the tight-footing clothing and short clothing and whatever else, which is a scourge, which is a, it's worse than the pandemic that we are facing. This pandemic is nothing compared to the scourge of this westernized dressing, the immodesty and the shamelessness that has become a tsunami that has unfortunately swept through our communities and people think nothing about it, just turn a blind eye to it and carry on, whereas it's such a terrible thing. So now, are we ready to put the knife on that? Are we ready to put the knife on all trivial disputes and arguments and quarrels and joint ties, joint ties of relationship? In the Hadith Sharif it is explained that on the day of Qurbani, the most beloved action to Allah Ta'ala is Ihraquddam, is causing the blood of the sacrificial animals to be, f- to cause it to flow. In other words, slaughtering the animals of Qurbani. But in one Hadith Sharif, there is an exception. The exception, Nabi Salaam mentions, except the person who is joining family relationship. He gets a reward even greater than the reward of Qurbani. That is more beloved to Allah Ta'ala even than Qurbani. Because in Qurbani a person is putting the knife on the throat of that animal. In going ahead to mend relationships with those who have maybe broken off ties from us. Somebody said something to us which we were hurt about etc. And in that situation, in that context now to go ahead and join family ties with somebody that is now has been ill-treating us maybe, has been rude to us, has been uh, dealing with us in a very very negative manner, has cut off ties from us and now we are going ahead to go and join ties. Here in Qurbani we have to put the knife on the throat of the animal. In this situation to go and join ties sometimes it's like putting a knife on one's own heart. So now the person is ready to put the knife on his heart. In other words, to cut that pride, to cut that whatever other feelings, maybe not pride sometimes, but whatever other feelings and emotions, and to say, well, I will be, I will humble myself, I will go and join the ties, I will go and mend the relationship, I will go and foster a good feeling, for the sake of Allah Ta'ala alone, for the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala alone. Then that is sometimes like putting the knife on one's heart, and that is a bigger qurbani, a bigger sacrifice. Obviously this qurbani is wajib, it has to be done if it's wajib on a person. He cannot neglect it. Nabi Wasallam has sounded warnings for the person who neglects qurbani upon whom it is wajib and he neglects it. But this is also very very beloved to Allah Ta'ala, that a person now puts the knife on his heart, on those desires, on those emotions, and says, I will do what is going to please my Rabb. I will do what Allah Ta'ala is happy with. And on this day, Allah Ta'ala is more happy with this mending of family relationships than even Qurbani. That is wajib, it has to be done. But this is even greater and more beloved in the sight of Allah Ta'ala. So, this is what now we need to check within ourselves. Are we ready to put the knife on all these aspects? Are we ready to put the knife on all the sins and vices, on the evils that continue on the phone, on the internet, wherever else, are we ready to do that? Now these are the days that we have to now turn to Allah Ta'ala sincerely 
and make Tawbah very deep and sincere regret and remorse over the sins and make Tawbah big Allah Ta'ala's forgiveness big Allah Ta'ala's help and big His guidance big Hidayat for ourselves for the entire Ummat of Rasulullah this is the spirit of Qurbani one is the Amal of Qurbani that is wajib we have to do it if it's wajib on one if one has that means owns Nisab on the day of Eid that is wajib so now that has to be done so what is the Amal of Qurbani but together with that the spirit of Qurbani complete submission to Allah Ta'ala. turning to Allah Ta'ala in every aspect of life in the Quran Sharif Allah Ta'ala says it's neither the flesh nor the blood of the animal that reaches Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala is independent of all this Allah Ta'ala grants us these things these animals to slaughter and in a correct way and then eat and enjoy and share with others as well <coughs> so that is Allah Ta'ala's grace upon us Allah Ta'ala has provided these things for us but what Allah Ta'ala wants from us from the sacrifice it's the piety of the heart the ikhlas what zeal with which this qurbani was done what enthusiasm it was done with, to do it for Allah Ta'ala and what taqwa and piety a person presents this is what reaches Allah Ta'ala meaning this is what Allah Ta'ala then rewards this is what Allah Ta'ala accepts out of His grace and rewards so we want those rewards from Allah Ta'ala we should check our intentions check what we are doing how we are going about it why are we conducting ourselves in a certain way so this, this is the spirit of Qurbani that all our amal, everything now we should bring the life and the spirit into it it's not just rituals that we are going through but to do things for the bliss, for the, for the sake of Allah Ta'ala, in the way that our Rabb becomes pleased with us, and we become very close to Him. So our hearts should be yearning for that closeness to Allah Ta'ala. So all these occasions, where these amal are given to us to do, so that we can get close to Allah Ta'ala, this should be done excessively. This we should try to do the best we can, and do the most we can. And in this way, inshallah, Allah Ta'ala will open the ways of hidayat for us Allah Ta'ala will draw us closer to Him and make our dunya also a place of ease and happiness and uh, blessings and most important thing is that dunya is a very very temporary abode the most important thing is akhirat Allah Ta'ala will make our akhirat for us so just to very quickly recap, one was the virtue of the 10 days of Zulhijjah so these are days which have tremendous virtue and we should try to increase the ibadat, fasting also as much as we can and performing ibadat at night. Then the ninth of Zulhijjah, the special virtue of fasting on the ninth of Zulhijjah and the night of Eid, uh, the day of fasting on the day of Zulhijjah, uh, or the day of Arafah, the ninth of Zulhijjah and then making ibadat on the night of Eid. Ibadat on the night of Eid, this will keep our hearts alive. We'll get safe from fitna. On the day of Qiyamah, we'll be protected. So we should try to target some ibadat for that night. Then the day of Qurbani, we learn from the spirit of Qurbani. Unfortunately, sometimes on the day of Qurbani, there's so much of wrong that takes place. How people conduct themselves. There's a complete abandonment of parda. People are all in the excitement of slaughtering. And they're not cared about and concerned about maintaining 
the laws of hijab and parda, these are very important aspects. So all these things need to be kept up and we perform the qurbani correctly, we perform it with the correct zeal, at least if qurbani is wajib, at least one qurbani which we will be doing ourselves in our homes and that spirit of qurbani to be brought alive, not to be doing anything for name and fame and show business, people are then taking pictures of it and floating it around, posting it around and whatever. All this is not our way of life. We have been taught to be humble, to be doing things for Allah Ta'ala alone, not to be boasting about here and there. Then that videoing and picturing of life, of, of animate things itself is impermissible. So we are now on the one side, one ibadat, and then we are getting involved in things which are not permissible. So we should refrain from everything that is not permissible, stay far away from things that are going to earn the displeasure of Allah Ta'ala. Rather we want to get closer to Him, so we do things that will earn His pleasure. So in this way, inshallah, we conduct ourselves, Allah Ta'ala will bless us tremendously and make this qurbani a means of great progress for us. Allah accept the amal from one and all. Allah Ta'ala make us all His sincere and obedient servants. البس all with the best of دنيا آخرة وآخر دعوانا عن الحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحسيثنا عن عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك جز الله عنا نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تخلنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين رب خير ورحم وعفو وتكرم وتجاوز عما تعلم إنك أنت العز الأكرم ربنا توفنا مسلمين وألحقنا بالشهداء والصالحين غير خزايا ولا نداما ولا مفتونين اللهم ثبتنا على الإيمان وأمتنا على الإيمان وحشرنا يوم القيامة مع الإيمان يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك يا مصرف القلوب صرف قلوبنا على طاعتك اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه أجمعين والحمد لله رب العالمين